Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, May 29th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is reminding you to get in your NHL fan choice votes. Voting ends June 1st, and we want to make sure our guys Kevin Hayes, Jake Voracek, and Gritty and the Wells Fargo Center get those awards. Yeah, apparently um, Chance, uh, the Golden Knights uh, mascot, is like beating Gritty, so that's that can't happen. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Lockdown Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Sports Network, your team every day. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. On today's show, we are going to continue talking a little bit about the news from earlier this week about the new playoff format and just talk about a couple more details we didn't get to as well as end of regular season stuff. We have another uh, Flyers update for prospects as well. And we're going to do a little Flyers Doctor Who crossover with a time machine segment going back to the beginning of this season. And of course, it's Friday, so we'll have our gritty thing of the week. Keep up with us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. Send us your questions for our weekly mailbag or just tell us what you think about the new 2014 format. You can also email us to LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So first off, we had recently an episode with Todd Molesky, who covered University of Wisconsin hockey, and we talked about Wyatt Kelnuck, and turns out it looks like he's going to turn pro. Yeah, the Badgers named a new captain, so that uh, seems like good. Like, basically, it's set in stone that Kelnuck is going to be signing. Um, So that's exciting. We talked about that a little bit on uh, the episode where we had Todd. And um, it's good to know that it is going our way. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that could bode really well, fingers crossed, for a really good defensive core on the Phantoms next year. (laughs) So, yeah. My thing is that I'm, like, trying not to put unrealistic, unrealistic or high expectations on the Phantoms next year. But so far, the defensive core, all healthy, of course, looks very promising. A lot of young talent. Yeah, two Wyatts. Well, <laughs> Wyatt Wiley and Wyatt Kalnak. Yeah. So, and then I always forget about Edgar Zamula because of his being injured and not having played in a while. But we signed him. Yes. Oh, I never forget about him. He is always in the back of my mind. Like, yes, he's going to hopefully fix the power play, even though I don't know if we're all set in stone that it was the defense that really um, hindered the power play. But yeah, I have like all my hopes and dreams <laughs> laid on him. So that's not great. But yeah. Um, so three new defensemen. The What I like about this crop of, of every the defensemen coming in is that all three of them have played like heavy minutes for their team they were the defensemen that their uh, teams had to rely on so it doesn't make me as nervous as them jumping in to playing heavy or top minutes for the phantoms yeah I, I think that's a really good point you make there and I think that the balance between these 
kids and what their experience is with the existing kind of standard AHL level defensemen we have. So Tyler Watherspoon, Chris Begras, and Nate Prosser. I think that'll be a good balance there. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen yet with Mark Friedman, who will be an RFA. But that looks like a pretty good group of guys. It does. And um, like even, I mean, obviously Zamula is a power play specialist, but so is um, Kownuk. So it'll be really interesting. Um, Gordon has a lot of tools in his tool belt. So hopefully it pans out the way we hope. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Moving on to a couple more of the details from the phase three and four announcements we talked about earlier this week. Uh, One thing we didn't really talk about in detail is that the Flyers Uh, along with the Dallas Stars in the West, are pretty much in the best spot possible because they're both fourth seeds. And and given the kind of round-robin tournament, mini-tournament that the top teams are having for placement, the Flyers can only move up. So it's like they have absolutely nothing to lose, which is great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and then uh, we learned that the round-robin games will have regular season rules, unlike the play-in series, which will have over playoff overtime rules so that's good they won't have to play any marathon length games and then uh, each team across the board will get two exhibition games before any of this starts Uh, and each team it looks like they'll be able to carry 28 skaters and an unlimited number of goalies there had been uh, some a little pushback Uh, John Tavares who is on the return to play committee made a comment about, you know, wanting to have the players maintain some normal lives. And there was a little pushback about that. And uh, the full quote was posted earlier today. And I think it makes some really good points about the players' mental health and being able to sort of be themselves, even if they're in this sort of bubble experience. And I think that's an important point. So I'm glad that was clarified. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know about the Tavares quote until, um, you brought it up, but uh, it, it is, it's, it's definitely, it, it puts them in a, in an interesting situation because, you know, everyone keeps saying how they, all the players, they want to play, they want to continue on, um, to play for the Stanley cup. They're trying to make sure that there is no asterisk, uh, around the Stanley cup, even though there will be. Um, but again, it, the, we don't talk enough about the players' mental health, and I do appreciate uh, John bringing that up um, because it is important. They're going through the same things that we are. <laughs> yep. So, and then we got the official word from the NHL in terms of the it being the end of the regular season uh, in terms of the awards. So uh, we learned, for instance, that Leon Dreisaitl will uh, have the scoring award and the Bruins are officially the president's trophy winners and I believe it was Ovechkin and Pasternak will get the Rocket Richard trophy and the Bruins goaltending duo will get the Jennings trophy of course the voted awards like the Selkie and Jack Adams which are the two that we care about the most will be (laughs) forthcoming but you know the the ones that are points based are 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 locked in right now and yeah. as far as the flyers go uh travis konechny is our scoring leader would we have predicted this you know i mean in the beginning of the season before any games were played i don't think i would have but i as the season progressed i think it made sense like 
I keep wanting to say Couturier. Konechny was just on fire. He had a fantastic year, and he was one of the most dependable flyers um, production-wise all season. So it makes sense, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think so, too. I'm not sure I would have predicted it at the beginning of the season, but I think that it makes sense in retrospect, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then Ivan Provorov had the most points of the defensive group with uh, 36 points in 69 games. That one, a part of me wants to say, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that I would have predicted that. But I don't know if I would have. Like, I mean, his season, the his season before was not good. And I think I was a little uneasy about like how, like what Provorov would come back uh, into form this season. But yeah, he like continued from his, the season before where he had like 17 goals. So he just continued that. And yeah, I think as when you see his usage, it made sense that he would lead the defense. Yeah, I I think so too. And you know, just trying to look at other stats of note. I don't, I don't think that, you know, obviously we can go into it in another episode, but evaluating this season overall should be an interesting academic exercise relative to other seasons in the future. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that, yeah. What's not in question is that Bilt Bars are a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors, something for everyone. There's chocolate, there's ones without nuts, with nuts, all of that good stuff. And the best part is that they're healthy. They're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while getting that delicious treat. I love that they're healthy because you can really see that they combine low-calorie, high-protein, low-sugar without all the crazy additives. So, I mean, when you compare it to other popular bars, they have half the calories, seven seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein, which is ridiculous and extremely good for you, but... The best part is that it tastes good as well. And there's even four new flavors. Peanut butter banana, pineapple upside down cake, coconut, pecan pie, and blueberry lemon. And this week, we have a special offer for $5 off every box of bars. This can be used in addition to the $10 off promo code Locked On. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. All right. So I've been thinking a lot about Doctor Who recently for various reasons, as I always do. Let's be real. But I was thinking if I had a TARDIS and went back in time to talk to the Flyers about this upcoming season. So go just back to right before this this current season started and give them some little nudges to get them in the right direction, but nothing that would create any inconsistencies in the time stream or create, you know, some sort of butterfly effect problem. What would I do? So, Danielle, what three things would you tell the Flyers or have them do at the be- beginning of this season to help them prepare for this weird season without giving away the future? Um, 
Oh, I don't know. So this is hard because I don't know if I would trust myself to say something that wouldn't affect the season because I love where the Flyers are at. I think they're in a perfect position. They clinch the playoffs. They don't have to play in the play-in play in round. They really set themselves up and to have a good postseason. So I don't know if I would trust myself not to say anything too crazy to affect it. But I would just – one of the things I would say would be – the games in the beginning of the season and, you know, throughout the season, at least the first 50 games count. Try to get as many points as you can. I don't I don't like saying play for pl- loser points, but just continue. Just every game matters. Then I think the next thing I would say is, you know, hug all your teammates as much as you can because you might not be able to hug them. <laughs> answer their text messages. And That's a good one. You know, like just hug everybody, hug your family, stuff like that. Um, And then the last one, I would say if you have any hesitancy about AV, don't. Just give this guy a chance. So that's what I would say. Those are my three. (laughs) So those are really good. I have one similar to one of yours with Alan Vigneault. I think that I would say to him, like, trust what you're doing. Just Mm -hmm. be confident, trust what you're doing, and you'll get results. And then secondly, I would say to Chuck Fletcher, keep an eye on centers around the league. (laughs) And I think he would be anyway because of Nolan Patrick, but mm-hmm. I think I would just want to emphasize that. Yeah. A little more. And then I would say to the kind of management marketing side, do not take the microphone off Kevin Hayes the entire season. <laughs> Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. I would have, I, I like the one about Chuck Fletcher, maybe like whisper in his ear, Derek Grant earlier. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. Like maybe you can get him for cheaper earlier than trade deadline. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, the Ducks are not going to be good. They exactly. <laughs> All right. So in the same scenario, time machine, beginning of the season, who would you give a pep talk to and what would you say to them? Uh, mine would definitely be Nolan Patrick. I would say stay strong, stay confident. Um, we as in Philadelphia have your back no matter what. And we just want you to be healthy and to be happy here. So, you know, take one, take it one day at a time. We're all behind you and we support you. That's pretty much what I would say. That's a really good one. And I think that that also helps follow the, like, not going to upset anything. Because, again, it's like it's something we already knew about. Yeah. We didn't know how, like, long it would be. But, yeah. Yeah. And I am never going to object to uh, saying good things about Nolan Patrick. I think for me, I would want to talk to Joel Farabee and just basically tell him to keep doing what he's doing, that, you know, this season may be difficult in terms of the transition to the NHL game, but that 
he knows how to work hard and he knows how to make the most of his skills. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out where he could fit in on the team and just know that there is a good place for him on this team and that he'll figure it out that don't get discouraged by anything that happens along the way. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I would have you, I would have you talk to Morgan Frost. Let's say exactly <laughs> everything you said to Morgan Frost. Cause yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Rachel. Yeah. Just especially because he got cut like right before yeah. the season. And, you the, know? and it wasn't like cut, go back down to your team. Like it was like cut while you're we- in with Europe. the team. Yeah. In Europe and you're just not playing. Yeah. Yeah, but Morgan Frost, also worthy. Yeah, and just threw him in there <laughs> just because I'm so <laughs> Love that kid. Yeah. All right, so if you could give a gift to one of the guys, what would you get them? Oh, I think if we're going back to the beginning of the season, I would have to give Kevin Hayes a housewarming gift. Like, oh, welcome to Philadelphia. Because when he, when they first signed him, like, I was not, like, extremely happy. I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't, like, super excited for Kevin. And because I had no idea what he would do, like, how he would just, like, transform this team and and be such a fun player. Um, so, yeah, I would have to give him, like, a housewarming gift or something. That's cool. Yeah. I was thinking along the same lines, but I'm also going to cheat because I always cheat at these things, as we have learned, in that I would give a present to Gritty. And I would get Gritty a beautifully done portrait, like a painting, Mm -hmm. to hang in Gritty's apartment. Because now that we know that we're spending a lot of time in Gritty's apartment, I think that's something that Gritty should have, is like a giant portrait behind like on the wall behind the quarter hour of powers like a life-size portrait or is that too big yeah oh that could be (laughs) life-size honestly i think that gritty would love that like gritty seems a type that would want a portrait of himself (laughs) that's what i'm saying i think it checks out yeah it does i i yeah It's Friday, so of course we are going to continue our gritty talk from the last segment and have our gritty thing of the week. This was also a pretty good week for gritty stuff. Even with the holiday, they took, you know, the day off on Monday for Memorial Day, but they were back with a bang, I think, with quarter hour this week, starting off on Tuesday with Pictionary with Caitlin Bristow from the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. (laughs) <laughs> that was I was not expecting that that was like a, that was a guess I was like wait what I know I had no idea that Caitlin was such a fan and it was like she just could not even believe that she was on with Gritty the entire I time know. it was just such pure joy I enjoyed it so much yeah it was a good one and uh, I think bachelor culture is pretty ingrained in, in hockey fandom for some reason. And so I feel like it worked. It did. It did. And then Wednesday, Gritty took a visit to a chicken farm, which I just could not get over the fact that it was called Cluckingham Palace. <laughs> that was a that's like a really good name. Kudos to whoever came up with that. I know. 
but it was just so ridiculous like gritty trying to feed the chickens and then there was like part where gritty was i was i think trying to lay an egg oh no i hope not (laughs) but it was pretty cool and um they took a little clip of that and turned it into a tiktok which of course they did because gritty wandering around with chickens i think is the (laughs) essence of tiktok and then on thursday the quarter hour of power was twister with andrea yes that was a good one i laughed a lot I laughed a lot, too. And Andrea was very on top of this game <laughs> and was not afraid to say it, which I appreciated. Like, a little smack talk with Gritty. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Gritty doesn't speak, but Gritty can smack talk. It's so Does weird that make sense? that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, it's weird, but she definitely, uh, she definitely deserved to smack. Indeed. And then uh, I talked about the chicken farm tiktok but there were a couple other ones that came up this week which you know i am not 100 percent up on my tiktok memes but (laughs) that being said there were two that i thought were hilarious where they just pulled a clip of when gritty was hanging out with melvin from the phantoms and Mm -hmm. there was my heart will go on from titanic overlaid and it was just it was really cute it was And I love Melvin, so it was good to see him. Yeah. And then the other one that came up was a shooting down at your feet and then rotating up to the mirror and kind of this, and now we're TikTok famous. And I think it's this like audio clip that people have shot their own TikToks to over it. And so, again, not super up on the TikTok memes, but I feel like this is the one. And I just love the way that Gritty did it. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm waiting for Gritty to do the, the, the like, cleaning the window TikTok where everyone, like, yes. swipes it and then it's, yeah. I would I know. love to see There have been Gritty some good ones of those. Yeah. yeah, there is. It's the transition that makes or breaks it, I feel like. Yeah, we have to do some really good editing there. Yeah. And then lastly, I think... For the Memorial Day weekend, uh, Gritty just posted a, of course, <laughs> nude photo with the mask on, of course, uh, running at the beach to celebrate the opening of beaches. So, and captioned it, our oh. nude beaches open too. Oh, Gritty. Always making trouble. Always. <laughs> that Gritty running nude is... Like streaking at the outdoor game is like that will it's every time it's referenced it's just outrageous. It is. And well, do you have a winner of any of those? Um, I think it like you know I have to go with the classic. I think it's gonna be the Pictionary with Caitlin. That <laughs> was I was so shocked. I know I keep picking the ones that are in the beginning of the week, but what a way to start off. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. I, I would agree you? with you there. Yeah, yeah I think right. that's it. <laughs> so we talked at the beginning of the episode about the Flyers getting back into playoff mode. And, of course, they had a video, a hype video ready for it called Stay Ready. And it's really good. So that's our Flyers fun thing of the day, uh, especially like the uh, you'll wish you've stayed at home. 
line <laughs> at the end of it. So yeah. you can put that on repeat until we actually get the hockey back. It'll keep you pumped up. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday. And as a reminder, we want to hear from you. So send us in your questions or your thoughts about the playoff format via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now, tune into the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great weekend. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.